This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. and Tamar. Hmm. 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 That's interesting. Hmm. hmm. I like. Hmm. hmm. I listened to some interviews and podcasts lately, and yeah. people use a lot of um, body sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's actually cool. Instead of just saying okay, mm. yeah, it's a little kind of. Mm. Mm. I can recommend an amazing podcast to you. You're going to learn so much. You'll laugh. There might be times when you'll cry. Let's tweet that. You, you really, it's an absolutely an amazing podcast called Sex Talk on CliffCentral.com. <laughs> I, I fell for that one. I was like, okay, let's tweet it for our listeners. Oh, you see, that's a sound I don't like. Yeah, you will learn. And then you have to go practice children. Mm-hmm. And well, we would like to know about it. We are going to talk about practicing things. This Exploring. Morning. Yes. So, <clears throat> I like this. Let's, mm, let's do this. I like this. Ninja <laughs> Chocolate Starfish. Twitter back. Lipogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Liptease. Dirty dictionary word. Lip tease. If you know what lip tease is, WhatsApp us on zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. If you're listening to the podcast, just guess it <laughs> and message us anyway. We want to hear what lip tease is. So it's any it's, idea? It's like a game, you know, like the Lipton tea. Mm-hmm. So it's like a Lipton tea. Um, and and what I can two things come to mind. One mm-hmm. that it's very elegant. If it is like Lipton tea. <laughs> Which is not. <laughs> so it's like maybe maybe a, a, a blowjob or a, or oral sex, which is like I suck the tea. I suck the tea what bag. Well, it's a, it's, a like <laughs> it's a bad blowjob. It's a bad blowjob. You know when they don't open their mouth. I've seen looking, this. You can't get anything okay, inside. So, so once I went to like to play with someone, right? And yeah. she gave the guy we were playing with kind of a blowjob, mm. if it was, and she didn't open her mouth, so it was like. Sucking a lolly, yeah, like that without opening her mouth, and she was like, "Hold, doing a lot of things with her hands, which was cool, yeah. but it was definitely not a blowjob." And you know, he was very irritated after a while because, like, sure. this is the head of my cock, and I do not <laughs> like it to be. You know what that sound brings to mind? A, a puppy <laughs> sucking on something, or a baby? No, yeah, puppy. a puppy. We're yeah. not going anywhere. No, don't yeah, go there. Okay. <laughs> so going back to lip tea, I don't know. Yes. Maybe it's an elliptical something. Maybe it's something with lips. Lip, lip yeah, tea. lips. Okay. Lips are mm. involved mm. in it. Okay. So today's mm. going to be a very oral show. Mm. Exploration. Did you just do that again with your tongue? I don't know what I've done. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when you start talking about things that you have to do with your lips, mm. I'm game. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, there's there's things. Okay. I don't know what I, happened in the childhood. Okay, so we are taking no responsibility for what happens in the studio this morning. Lovely. It's uh, do we ever? No, we are owning every word in the studio. That's true. Morning. Well, there's a bunch of very normal, very lovely people around us, but we're going to ignore it. This morning, I was listening to Imagine uh, by John, John Lennon, Lennon. Yeah, and it hit me in a different way. Yeah, tell me. All of a sudden, I was listening to the words. And I don't know why, but if you listen word by word and you actually mm-hmm. feel what it means, imagine there's no heaven. And that means you are n- not guaranteed of anything. There is only now. Yep. And imagine there's no hell. Nobody's going to punish you. 
you have to take this responsibility. So it made me understand that some people share consciousness. Mm-hmm. A certain consciousness of, you know, it's interesting that he says from God to country, religion and possession. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the, the last one he says, I wonder if you can, because actually our materialistic well, things that is really, you know, who I am, what I mm. am, what I have. This what defines us. You asked me once when I took some lessons with you. You said, who are you? And, you know, people answer, I'm Tamar. I study naturopathy. I, um, I do massages. I do this and that. And that's not who you are. Mm. Did you, ha- you even have some thought of who really you are and mm. what is important to you in life? So imagine is about possibilities. And yeah. that's what we're talking about this morning, possibilities. And Absolutely. that's, you know, every now and then you surprise the heck out <laughs> well, of me. <laughs> I practice every three months. I go and Google. I check a few things. You know what? The thing is, it's not surprising because we know each other really well. And I know the depth of you. And I know this wonderful surface, of floaty, flowy little slut image mm. you like to put out in the world. Yeah. And I know what's underneath, and I love it, and I value it, and I love it when it comes out. Well, if that's what you want to believe, I have depth, that's fine, John. You can, you can do whatever you <laughs> Listen, want. Listen, we all have our illusions, and we live with them <laughs> happily, all right? <laughs> So if one of my illusions is you have depth, I'll happily stick to it. Thank you so much. I still deny it. Okay. Of course. Deny it. So I want to tell you something first. That's so exciting. I want to tell everybody listening to this. That's so exciting. We're doing something that as far as I know has never been done in the world before in terms of You have to stop shocking people. So, you know, one of my greatest joys in life is Creation and creativity and inspiration And how we can expand and share things Yes So I have two friends who are Among some of the best facilitators in the country Christos who has been on our show for Biodanza Uh-huh Courtney who does sound journeys And does the retreats with us in Mozambique Divine And the three of us have created an event That is just spectacular beyond Never been done before Never been done mm-hmm. before We are doing a sound journey in the water Wow We are doing the three of us coming together to do something together in the most amazing place. That is, I'm going to do a heart meditation to take everybody into the space. Wow. We get into this water, this 37 degree womb of magic where Courtney's going to do a sound journey. And Christos ends the experience with a little bit of dance and movement that brings everybody back into their All bodies. In the water. Never done this before. The first time next Thursday night. Information Thursday? on. Next Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, you said so. Yes, right. next Thursday. Information is on eroslife.co.za. You got to check this out. This is this a is world sensual. First. This is and if you want senses to understand what is senses. Maybe I can't say stimulation, but senses overwhelm mm. or senses divine. Not over divine. 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 Because it's That's not overwhelm. Beautiful. It's very gentle. Yeah. For people mm. that don't know, it's in a thirty-eight degrees heated pool. Yeah. It's like being in a, if anybody experienced Watsu or any kind of hot pool experience, very safe. It's a womb. It's a womb. And you are reborn in the womb. So I'm going to be in the womb of a sweat lodge on Thursday night. And yes, you're going we're to coming be, next Saturday. Yeah, and you're going to be in a, in a womb of, yeah. of the water. I'm totally jealous. So you'll be at the next one. Okay, I definitely will. So it's, it's hard to get all three of us together on a night. Wow. Are you so going to, can you document it, John? D? We'll take some pictures. Mm, I wish you could do video. It would be so beautiful because yeah. the water is this element of majestic, mm. majestic. Yeah, I'm sure Christos will take some video. It'll be amazing. It's in his, it's, it's in his house, mm-hmm. his private pool. So check beautiful. it out. Yeah. I want to start this morning a little bit differently. Whoa. I'm going to read something. Go for it. I'm keeping my clothes on. <laughs> See as <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> Okay, I'm a little bit disappointed, but it's fine. It's called A Beautiful Stranger. On your journey to sexual authenticity, you will meet a stranger, beautiful at times, terrifying, exhilarating, leaving you breathless in amazement. This stranger will change you, change your life, change your world, slowly, gently, or with an explosion. And as the dust settles, you're in a new world, a brave new world of Mm. possibilities. This stranger has many faces, many outfits, many expressions, many appetites. Some of them will need their voice to be heard in the light of day, some in the quiet of the night. 
Some of them will build slowly, starting deep inside. A spark that's lit that grows to a flame that becomes a volcanic eruption of heat and fire and desire, then settles once again, until the next time. Some of them will take you on a journey of exploration, of learning, of endless discovery. Some of them will shatter you. The fragile shell of so-called normality you've built up over time will crack and break to reveal you. You'll expand into realms of being, sensation, emotion. Again and again you'll discover that the you you saw yourself to be is but a shadow of the you you'll become. The stranger will touch your body, inhabit you in a way that feels strange at first. Intensity is its expression. It will touch your mind, your heart and your spirit. It will free you from the mask of inhibition, of limitation, of expectation. It will free you to be, to become. This stranger is your pleasure being, you. The you for so long you've never acknowledged. You might have had glimpses of them long ago and saw the power, felt the trembling inside as you knew what they could do to your carefully created armor of life, and you repressed it, suppressed it, hid it, ignored it. You didn't know what to do with it, how to express it. Where did it live in this narrow world of boxes and labels and judgments? Now is its time. It cannot be denied any longer. Come, join with the warriors, the explorers, the travelers on the path of pleasure. Let them share their secrets with you. Let them share their vitality, their throbbing life force, their creativity, the expression of essence. Come, it's time. Hmm. Thank you. So I wrote that earlier this week. <gasps> Did you write this? I wrote that. No. Fuck. This is good, Chanti. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> it's a little bit different from sometimes your style. I know um, that's like you write in paragraphs, and sometimes it's like a repeat mantra, kind of affirmation that comes yeah. again and again. This one was very, very like a channeling. So <clears throat> it was about exploring and welcoming your pleasure being. This is really good. Yes. Thank you. I like it. Mm, thank you. It's, it's on like, our website. You can put a link to it. I'm already putting links to the Waterflow and, uh, mm. journey, Waterflow Sound Journey, and then I'm going to put this link because it's wonderful. Thank you. So it's about sexual exploration. Yeah. And when you do this, we know a little bit about this. We have done a little bit of this. A bit. Over time, we a have bit. dipped our toes into a few pools. <laughs> what a, yeah, a few pools. <laughs> and... Um, the interesting thing is that when you start exploring your sexuality, it takes you to every part of yourself, your body and your mind and your beliefs and your heart, and it questions so many different things. Mm-hmm. And it's this world of literally endless discovery because new parts of yourself are revealed as you go deeper into things. Like you take one step and there's a whole new world there. And you take another step and there's another whole new world. There's experiences with other people, with more than one person, with people of the same gender, with conversations and discussions and experiences, and it's absolutely incredible. And as you said, every person has a different energy to them. So you can do the same thing with different people, and it will bring a whole new element. Mm. Not only that... When you are in consciousness and you really you choose, so you know what you want mm. and you know what you want to experience, you at least can point to the right direction. But then if you're authentic, which is all kind of coins that we use l- along the shows, when you know, when you're authentic with yourself and you go through an experience, you can get so much more. You can actually, it's like eating consciously. You know which flavors, you mm. know the textures, you know what you chose. You, you really can enjoy the full experience much more than maybe you mm. don't have to explore every night. You know, there's guys and girls that, and I was there as well in my life. Every night a different fuck, every night a different experience. But it was very limited because I wasn't mm. conscious. Mm. I needed the, the volumes. I needed, and that's okay as well. But when I start understanding what I'm looking for, it became so rich. So the volumes become, and this is actually an interesting idea, because at the beginning of a sexual journey, the volumes become really interesting. Because you have a whole lot of experiences, 
But often you're not really aware of what they are mm. or what you're looking for. Uh-huh. So it's like this buffet that you go to and you just eat and eat and eat and eat until you get absolutely sick. And, if you didn't, yeah. and sometimes you'll just throw up and yeah. then you go back and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. But there's but, no awareness of what you're actually eating. It's yeah. just because there's so much you eat. When we spoke this week to a wonderful lady after giving her a forehand massage and thank you again for inviting me. Thank you. It was such a privilege. Such a beautiful experience. Thank you. So I could really share the space with you as a mm. therapist and echo your amazing energy and allow me myself to just be light. Um, she said something that in the beginning you have this hunger. You just become, you, you open the doors mm. of pleasure. You want to eat the world. Mm. And that's important to acknowledge and to allow those mm. parts of your soul part of you to have that of course as as safe as you can in any aspect physical mental energetical energetic and then you you start understanding who you are pleasure wise because we don't know Mm. so there's a very interesting thing that i've been talking about a lot lately and it's really bringing some very different perspectives to my healing work and last saturday i taught a beautiful workshop called the lover's touch that was really amazing and some very interesting ideas kind of came together for me Hmm. so let's explore a a few threads the first one has been for most of my healing journey which started in my early 20s even before that there is so much more to this world than we're aware of okay so just beyond the edge of, of our vision of our thoughts are so many possibilities That was the first thread. Second thread is that we see things upside down and back to front. The eyes, nerve reflecting. Yeah, like a camera. And then it gets turned around and made sense of in some way. Which is very odd. There's an enormous clue in that because it shows how much of what we think is real is not. And how much of what we think is, is actually an illusion. Absolutely. So we need to expand the vision that we have. Science is also backing this up. Yeah. Science explains, listen, what you see is very limited. We can't see particulars moving. We can't see energy. And for a long time, was something a particle or a wave? And now it's discovered that it can be both at the same time and that our interaction with it makes it what it is. So in this whole world of, of, of quantum physics, everything is being turned upside down. And in terms of science, what we thought we knew is being changed so much. In terms of nutrition, what we thought was good and what was bad is being turned upside down almost daily. So there are big clues in this from a bigger picture. And then something struck me, which was quite amazing. We are conditioned for answers. And I thought about it this way. When you go to school, the purpose of school more than anything else is to pass exams. 100%. It's not about education. It's not teaching you to think. It's teaching you to answer questions. And there's one answer. And give an answer, and that's the right answer. And then you go to university, and it's kind of, a lot of it's the same thing. You're learning something, you put the answers down, you get a degree, and that's what it is. And even if you speculate, you have to really work on your... You know, in your speculation, yeah. like why did you get there? And it's kind of, you're, yeah. you're trying to make a proof. You make proof. Yeah. And then Tom Chi, this amazing thinker and speaker, talks about the fact that knowledge is the enemy of learning. Yeah. You said that. Because as soon as you know something, that's what you produce. So you think about how many healers, teachers, therapists, facilitators are repeating the same stuff that they've done for so long. And for me, to create is just amazing. To create new events, new workshops, new massage experiences all the time. But even the water flow massage I've participated two weeks ago, it was completely different to what I've participated a year ago. And it's always going to be that because that's... But it scares the shit out of people because how do you know and prove it? And how do you know you're helping people? And all these fingers pointing. and Plenty of those and there will always be. But... What it's brought me to is this. The secret is in asking questions, not looking for answers. I love it. So when it comes to exploring your sexuality, let's see how do you do that. And you've mentioned it 
quite a few times. I could hear that coming up in the last few months of shows because you've been saying, open up the question. And I'm like, okay, but give them an answer, John. Give them no, an answer. No. That's the thing. As soon as we want to find an answer, we get stuck. So I had an experience a little while ago, sometime last year doing yoga. And it was the first time I've ever been able to do this. I was able to observe my thoughts without being a part of them. Advanced. So it's the goal of a lot of growth work. Exactly. And it was absolutely amazing. So you can observe your thoughts for a certain level of time and then you get drawn into them. I don't think I've experienced that. And that becomes – so the vision that I had was these thick white bands going round on these bronze loops. And I saw the patterns. So the patterns, like the shape of the pattern didn't really matter. But there was a pattern, which was like a hamster wheel of thoughts. And then it would go to another loop. But it was these closed loops. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Because that's what we go round and round and round these. And they'll go somewhere else. They'll come back. And I also, from this lately, had a very interesting kind of, this is a little sidebar. Go for it. And the phrase that came to me was the closed loop of orgasm. That's a cool one. The closed loop of orgasm. Which is the trap of orgasm. Yes. So let's be very clear on this. Orgasms are wonderful. You can have all the orgasms you like and you can have so many different types of orgasm for men and women. (laughs) But if that's all there is, it's this closed loop that's never going to be any different. And one of the big problems with that and of life and of pleasure is expectation. And I'm going to link this to what you said earlier. The expectation is of what, let's start with sex. The expectation is of what a pleasure, of what pleasure should feel like, of what the experience should be, of how it should start, what should be in the middle, how it should end, how it happens. And that expectation becomes a huge thing. I was working with a new client this week, mm-hmm. and we just did some sacral massage, working yeah. on her sacrum, which is a, a really powerful energy center. And afterwards, she said there was something strange. She felt something that could be arousal, but she doesn't know because she's never experienced it before. I hear you. So it's something new. Oh, I hear her. So, like, I don't actually know what this is. I don't know if it's arousing because I've never experienced it before. So it went out of the expectation into something that says, what is this? That's really… What a wonderful question. What is this? Really beautiful. What is this? And it's absolutely amazing because it simply starts to open possibilities. Then we can start asking questions. You know, when I was um, privileged to, to do the massage with you, we had another understanding that I shared with you after that if I would do this in a sexual exploration act, <laughs> what we've done in the massage, or if I'll, if I'll take some of the techniques and, um, and use it, a lot of people won't understand what the hell am I doing. Yeah. The slowness, the sacredness, the, the ritual of it, the, the, you know, every touch that Jonti does, every movement of a finger, you do with um, respect and even, I can say, um, holiness, which is astounding to me because I'm, you know, ADHD completely. And when I see you do this over, you know, whatever hundred thousand hours you've been giving sensual and tantric and, you know, conscious touch, it boggles my mind, right? Because you do it with so much respect and love. And we've discussed it that it will be very weird and interesting to see how will people react when I when I do my sexual exploration. I will use that kind of energy. And that takes me back to once you start a sexual exploration journey, it's really okay to say, okay, I just want to try v- lots of different things on the menu. But also, am I willing to try things I didn't know on the menu? As you say, the world of possibilities, asking the questions. So in terms of exploration, start thinking in a different way. Get out of the goal of what something could be or get out of the goal of what you think it should be and get into what could it be. 
So the questions to ask at the beginning of a journey or an experience are, where could this take us? What is it going to show me of myself? What is it going to reveal? What could it heal? Where can it take us? What questions can it bring up between us? How does it change my self-definition? And this is a huge one. Because you go and have an experience. So as a man, you go and have an experience where another man is involved and all of a sudden, oh, what the? Who am I? You wake up the next, so you touched another man's cock. Oh, what the fuck? And that goes back to Celeste that she's going to organize <laughs> for us different, um, different vibrators yeah. and tools for our work, uh, blowjob workshop. And, and you think there's also, yeah. So what's so, happening if a man is going to do a blowjob yeah. workshop? And who am I in this whole scheme of things? And our self-definition shifts. So that's one of the biggest things that exploration brings you. Who you thought you were becomes different. It becomes expanded. And who we thought we were, we've created for this idea of safety. It's a little box. It's a label. All of these things. <clears throat> but there's a whole lot more to who you thought you were and to who you could be. Hmm. And when this opens, all of a sudden you see the more of you than there was. And that's interesting because when you look at promiscuous, be a promiscuous behavior, it's sometimes actually even more boxed and even more trying to defend some kind of urge that wants to do something different, but in the end actually is actually scared to do anything different. Yeah, so it does the listen, same thing. Here's the thing. When, the first time I went to a sex club, to a swingers club, I thought this was amazing because here are all these people having a lot of sex and they actually want to learn and explore things. The interesting thing is very few of them do. They just have sex with other people, but they do the same thing in the same way. Yeah. Just with other people. And you want to talk to them about sexual energy <coughs> and possibilities. Nah. And nah, nah, nah. No, I fuck this one do. and then I fuck that one, and which is not bad. It's cool. And it's certainly an expansion, but that's where it stops. And you think, okay, because people are a little bit more sexually open, which has a question mark, just mm -hmm. because you're having sex with other people, are you actually more sexually open? And I never quite thought of it like this before, so this is interesting. Are you more energetically open? Are you more emotionally open? And actually, you're not. Hmm. Um, now, I lost my train of thought. But this is where it's going to is I thought here are these people and they are going to be more open in terms of talking about <clears throat> religion and philosophy and possibilities and ways of being and having relationships and racial issues and all sorts of things. Not necessarily. No. But – I, I, I might say, I, it's a speculation, but I might, I, I must say from my experience that going to meet, meet a lot of people that are, let's say, more sexually free or sexually open, I have found some more, some emotional growth, mm. some uh, boundaries questioning, and I definitely found people that are curious. So mm. one thing is kind of connected. The curiosity is an interesting key. Because after a while, you're going to start asking yourself, do I live, do I stop now? Mm. Because I'm curious. And I know the sexual aspect of me, because you spoke about in the poem, about the curiosity, about invitation for a journey. And that you have to be curious for that. Yeah. You have to be fearless for that. You have to, to understand you're going to push boundaries. You're going to walk in unknown mm. lands. So I, I need like a, an, Go for it. an explanation of what I said. Okay. There are people in the swinging world and in the sex world who are very open. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I, I know so what you're saying. So we're not putting it in a box and saying no. everybody's this or everybody's no, that. No, not at all. Not at all. But they're holding a key. That's very cool. I think what you've said that they're holding a key. They have a powerful key, and it will be interesting to see that not always it will start from consciousness, but they might get pulled into consciousness or 
it yeah. will somehow hit them along yeah. the way. And and there's another side of this. And we've had experiences of this, for example, when we've wanted to use certain venues. Yes. That are holistic or spiritual venues. Yes. And they say, no, we don't do this kind of workshop. This kind of workshop. This kind of, so sexual workshops are not part of what they do. So there are people in the spiritual world who they don't have genitals. <laughs> <laughs> you to put it. Like a Barbie doll. Yeah, like a exactly. Doll. They removed it in the, ge- in the, in the religious, um, the monogod religious revolution. They so lost spirituality it. Spirituality happens from, I do not want to meet from the waist that. up and from the middle of the thighs down. No, women still have genitals because they need to give baby birth for oh, babies. So, okay. but it's one way. But, but how did the babies <laughs> get there? No, in the first stop way. asking questions. You are horrible. <laughs> And that's, by the way, goes back again to the same. Imagine. Yeah. And it's just all of this beautiful journey. And it's all accepting. It's about accepting all of yourself. And all that we want to do with this is say that it's simply from the point of view of asking questions. However you choose to live your life, you live your life. The fullness of you is this incredibly beautiful and powerful person. And when you start exploring your sexuality, you start exploring your beliefs. What do you believe about sex? And this is really important because most of what we believe about sex is subconscious. First of all. It comes from family, from parents, from religion. It's not even ours. Yeah. And we just take on these beliefs. So the interesting thing is that sex is the part of life that's spoken about the least. <laughs> they, sometimes you speak about it, but it's about uh, not getting pregnant. Yeah, so it's in a very negative sense. Yeah. And the interesting thing, I've kind of been using this, this analogy um, in my practice, which is, I think, quite interesting. Um, and I'd like to hear what you think about it. So you come to me and you say, can we have chicken for supper tonight? And I say, no, we're going to have fish. And you say, can we have chicken tomorrow night? And I say, no, we're going to have pasta. And you say, can we have chicken the next night? And I say, no, we're going to have ribs. And you say, can we have chicken the next night? And I say, no, we're going to have sushi. And you're left with this confusion because I've never said to you why we're not having chicken. So if I say to you, no, we're not having chicken because I'm allergic to chicken or we're not having chicken because I saw chicken running around after its head had been cut off. <laughs> but then you can say, well, I've never had that experience and it doesn't bother me, so I want to have chicken. But there's this kind of confusion because it's it's vague. It's never, yes, we're having chicken or no, we're not, and this is why. And it's, and it's all yours. So you make up this movie in your mind of why we're not having chicken instead of saying, well, I understand what, your experience was, and it's not mine, and I would like to try some chicken. And all of a sudden, there's a conversation. That's it. And there's communication about That's it. it. And there's light. But when we make this kind of thing that says... No. No. Close but, the door. But locked. no. But there's no discussion. There's no communication. There's no... Let's explore the possibility of chicken. And, um, you know, some people don't like bones. With meat. Okay, so we could have chicken breasts. Possibility. I have huge respect for men and women that went through an experience which wasn't easy. If it's just a very tough childhood or a sexual experience that limited them or made them scared and they break through. They're allowing themselves to talk about it. So I read a blog yesterday of a dear friend of ours that is dealing with pancreatic cancer. And he's writing blogs um, to kind of share his life journey. And he wrote about his childhood that it took him 55 years to actually break, but he never wanted to let it go. He wanted to be in a stage of his life that he is, he is lighter and he is dealing with his emotional baggage. And that brings me also to, brings me to another topic, which is reactions. So we are conditioned conditioned because of who knows what and whatever was told to us or the society we grew up that this is good and this is bad and this is just we didn't have a definite answer so this is just whatever it is we boxed it as bad we didn't even 
put thought there. And then our reaction is to be repelled. Our reaction is to look at you and judge you when you ask me for chicken. Mm. Our reaction. So it goes both ways. You should communicate. You should deal with your issues. Not should, but you could. And I could be a better listener. I could be an open-minded person while you're expressing your desires, your needs, your you're wanting to go on this pleasure journey or any kind of creative journey in your life, I can be a better listener. Mm. I can be a better facilitator because when I started my sexual exploration with other people, when they expressed a fantasy, when they expressed a need, I was like, whoa, dude, you're just sick. I'm okay because this is me and I know I'm not sick, but you're sick. And all of a sudden it hit me after a while in this world. Who am I? To understand that other person, do I know why he wants what he wants? And after communication, all of a sudden my, oh, this is disgusting, mm-hmm. came to, oh, maybe we should explore that because I actually never did try to, um, I don't know, lick, rim someone. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, how do you say it nicely not to lick an anus? How do you rim someone and after that's the... That's a beautiful way of saying it. Yeah. Because it's rim, what it is. Yeah, it is. To lick an anus. That's hmm. true. Do you... It's did beautiful. you? Ever, yeah, it is beautiful, but I it's... Love it. <laughs> Glad you love it, Janti. That's all. That's why we have donuts <laughs> to practice on in so many. And go ahead and listen to the podcast of how to give a proper <laughs> anal massage. So yeah, it's just it goes both way exploration. Yeah. You need to explore your reactions as well. Yeah, it, but that's a huge thing because very often we won't bring up certain topics with our partners because of their reaction. Yeah, because and one of the most important things that you can learn in relationship growth and communication is to be less and less reactive. Mm, um, delicious what you just said. Be less reactive. But it's really important because when we do that, we open. The space for ourselves and our partners to put a lot more on the table than to be ever authentic, before. To express, and even for us to say, "Okay, that really pushes a button in me. That's really uncomfortable. That's really upsetting. That's so many different things." But let's explore it, and to own my self, myself in that. And even if I'm reactive to own that, and then we can go somewhere with it. But that fear, because it's an enormous fear of rejection, it's an enormous fear of disconnect. And this is one of the biggest things, that we won't put things on the table because that fear of disconnect. And sometimes the disconnect is you are actually going to disconnect to the point of absolutely leaving. And that's exactly well yeah. saying no chicken today, tomorrow, any day. Yeah, there was a couple I worked with a while ago that got to a point of, <clears throat> and the issue was swinging. That was the issue. They were people who had been in a relationship for a long, long time. He discovered this whole new world. She went and had a few experiences, said, this is not for me. Listen, there were a lot of other issues in the relationship. But this became that. the focal point. And eventually he said, this is something I really want to pursue. And she said, this is something I am really not pursuing. And that was the issue that kind of broke everything. There were a whole lot of other issues. It wasn't just that. Let's be clear on that. Sure. But sometimes that's the point we get to. And if something becomes an authentic expression of you, you have to really look at that carefully. There's not a right or a wrong answer. But ultimately, what does it mean for you to be authentic? The stranger so, will change you. So you I'm have just, to. I'm looking at your poem. Yeah. I'm posting it. I'm just this. This journey will change you, and it does. And that is the purpose and point of any journey you make, whether it's a sexual journey, a spiritual journey. You are going to learn about anything in life. It's going to impact on you. It's going to change you. You can watch a movie, and it's going to happen. You can read a book and it's going to happen. You can listen to a TED talk and it's going to happen. You can have a momentary experience with a stranger in a shopping center and something is going to bring your life into question. And the simple truth of that then is you understand that whole idea of questioning and of illusion. That in a moment, 
everything that you thought you knew can change. And you said something earlier, and <clears throat> it was something that I wrote a few weeks ago. I haven't published it yet. So I read your mind. And um, <laughs> it's about what you said in the beginning, and I'm going to share it with you now. We're doing some very different things today. I, I might actually have published this. I'm not sure. By the way, the lowly Bido article, I mm -hmm. read it this week, and I, I, I tweeted it, and sorry, Facebooked it. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, one of the most important things to touch. Thank you. Maybe also in Woman's Day, which is so, every day. So here's an interesting thing. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. A lot of women have come over the last year to see me who have been diagnosed with low libido more than ever before. So here's the thing. I don't want to step on anybody's toes with this. Because who's diagnosing <laughs> all those well, women? Well, here's the interesting thing. Low libido often has nothing to do with the chemicals in your body. Whether you have less of this hormone, whether you have more of this hormone, it is so much more. It's about your emotional state. It's about connection. It's about how you've been touched. It's about feeling loved. It's about feeling honored as a woman. It's about all of these things and so many other that things. often have nothing to do with the chemicals in your body. And the hormones come into balance. Your sex energy does not change because there are so many other things. It's on my website. Anyway, here is Go the Go for thing. it and read it because don't let anybody diagnose you with shit. We think we have time. We don't. The people in our lives are there and then they're not. Some will be for a lifetime. Some will be for a day for so many reasons. And we just don't know. When the feeling is there, express it. Don't get caught up in what it can mean, what it should mean, what it will become, what it will lead to. When it's there, when it's strong, when it's in your heart, say it. When you want to hold someone's hand, say it. Be present with yourself. Feel what's inside and share it. Connect. So many of us wait. We wait to learn about love, about pleasure, about touch, about sensuality. We don't have time. What we have is understanding that we make time for what's important, for who is important takes us to a place of looking at life differently. It takes us to the place of thinking about this. At the end of this journey, whenever that may be, what is it that I want to look back on? Do I want to have reached out to you today? Did I kiss you with presence, tasting the subtle flavors of your mouth? Did I hold you and breathe with you in a way that connected our hearts? When I was inside you, was I there, right in sensation, in emotion? When I looked in your eyes, did I look deep? Did I open my eyes to you? Did we make time to talk, to share? I think of all the times I didn't. I realize that I know this, that we don't have time. Know it intellectually. But then thunk, something went in my heart. You're not going to know it until then. It's a challenge knowing. It shifts your perception, sometimes a lot. Nobody at the end of this journey wished they'd worked more. Hmm. But do we wish to love more, touch more, have more pleasure, connect more? Do we choose to live more from our hearts? And are we willing to do what that requires? That's the thunk in the heart. It needs to be a choice, a conscious choice every day. You take time back, you reclaim yourself. Conscious pleasure becomes conscious life comes conscious love. Drop mic. You wake up every morning and you make a choice to love more. You make a choice. What does that mean? Who are the people I'm going to share my day with? And when the people in your life are important to you, you tell them. And when the people are important, you say, I want to be with you. Maybe that's for five minutes. That's for half an hour. Let's have some coffee. I don't care what we talk about. And maybe it is important what we talk about. Let's not talk about the shit. Let's talk about, I want to be with you. And I want to tell you that you're important. And I want to tell you that touching you is important. I'm speechless. And what is the energy that you want to put in your day? Yeah. 
And what is the energy you want to put in your work? What is the work that you want to do? Interesting thing. We're not taught to love ourselves. Those elastic band, bands that you were mm-hmm. talking about, going the same pattern, mm-hmm. they get very shocked by those questions. And I can feel it. Like all of a sudden I can see this image in my mind of like These bands matrix. tighten up because oh, they don't want to let go of the yeah, control. But then, but this kind of loosens, it, it shocks them. You have, when you ask yourself this question, you realize there's really nothing that is permanent. Our brain works in a certain yeah. way to protect us. Doesn't mean it can't be changed. No. Doesn't mean. No. And what are we doing and who are we doing it with? And, and that's why making journeys like this, whether you do it in a sexual way, whether you do it in a spiritual way, you go and do a sweat lodge, you go and do ayahuasca you go and dance you go to a sound journey you come to mozambique with us to swim in the life-changing waters with the dolphins you do all of these things we change and everything in this is about bringing us back to ourselves and what's at the core of this there's love and everything else every healing journey is about taking away the things that stop you loving First, loving yourself. And we're not taught that. It's the worst thing for our world. Because if we loved ourselves more, think about the choices that we'd make. The kind of work that you do. I had a moment this week. I walked out of my practice. been a really busy and intense day. I was whelmed with love and gratitude at the way I get to spend my days. And the things I get to share with people. It's mind-blowing. And every day is just getting more and more of this. And you want to change your life. Love what you do. And who you become in that space. And the parts of you you get to share and express. And that's the energy that you're going to take home. And you're going to take that love from home of this amazing love and pleasure and sex and family and talking and doing what you're doing. And you're going to take that back to work. And you're going to take that to your friends and to your family. And you expand it. And everything is about removing what stops you loving. And what stops you loving yourself. And if you loved yourself more, you would lead a very different life. Because it would be your life. And at the end of that life, you would look back and you would say, That's amazing. Is Palesa there? I can't. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> Will you find another song for me quickly that I would love to play at the end of the show? I'm going to tell you. I'll message it to you right now. When you speak about all these wonderful, well, it's it's always your channeling moment when I get all these goosebumps and everything. But when you speak about um, choice, it just again brings brings me to understand that this journey is multi-level journey. And once you ask those questions regarding sex, sexual exploration, which we're all fascinated with, we all fascinate with, I see as literally almost as a, I can't say as a rule of thumb, but women get, and women and couple get to you when they are finished with their, let's say, pragmatic part of life. They, they've done the, they've done, they got all the trophies. They're a, they're a mother or a father and they're a couple. They got married. They did everything right and then nothing's right. Cause there's nothing in it. There's vessel which you don't even know why you chose that vessel. Be quite frank, sometimes you were feeling a purpose, so it was a purpose to be accepted by society, your family being acknowledged, and then you ask yourself, But who am I, and what do I want, and where is my truth? Where the hell is my truth? Where the hell the last 20, 30 years go to? Oh, I'm hearing songs already. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for a song, don't laugh at me, it's hard to do two things at once. Just <laughs> Will you find a song, please, called Did I Fill the World with Love? And will you message it to Palesa, please? Did I Fill the World with Love? Can I send her nude photos in the same time? Absolutely. She loves that. I know. She gets so embarrassed. She told me she loved it. It's me. She gets embarrassed, but she loves it. Haven't you seen a girl naked, dude? Oh, come on, (laughs) Palesa. What's wrong with you? Going back to exploration. The song is called Did I Fill the World with Love? We've said it many times now. There we go. So about exploration. <laughs> um, but what, here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. There is a purpose to sexuality and to pleasure that is far beyond our genitals and beyond orgasms. Yeah. 
And one of the purposes is to connect with everything in our hearts. I'm going to keep quiet till you explain yourself. The purpose of pleasure is to open us to love, to connect with your heart. And one of the journeys of sacred sexuality and conscious sexuality is to show you how it connects to every single aspect of your life. And when you explore your sexuality, you explore your mind, you explore your heart. And the whole thing is to look at what connects you and what connects us rather than what separates us. What connects us rather than what separates us. And the more I look at that love for myself, the more I can see what connects me to every being on this planet, to the people outside in this room, to the people at Cliff Central, to the people in Johannesburg, in South Africa, in the world, not what separates us. Not about the color of our skin, not about the religion that we might follow, what connects us. And there's keys in the body and in the touch and in sensual and that kind of pleasure because it, it's connected. You know, pleasure when you, when you just take from somebody pleasure, it's, you know, the, there's not, it's not connected to the heart. So when you are having an amazing sexual experience and somebody with you, you're ignoring them completely or not seeing them or just being extremely mm. selfish, which is great to be selfish, but I'm talking about being inconsiderate or inconsiderate. Uh, then comes, then comes just the understanding of in those touch moments, in those amazing sensations, there's such leads, such leads of if you sense it, you can open your heart. Mm -hmm. If you sense those things, you can expand your mind. In all this pleasure work, there's so much and clues. I, and I love the fact that at some point on a journey, almost everybody says this has everything to do with sex and nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with sex. <laughs> so, lip tease. A lip tease is eating or drinking in a way that is really sexual and suggestive. Ah. <laughs> so it's not my tea bag. <laughs> no. Not that. So no. what when you eat an apple? Or like, or or strawberry, and you or just banana, or, okay, or even drinking. Like, <gasps> and the water drip. Can you well, drink? I'll show you a picture of a very hot girl that I have on my phone, and she's like covered with water. That's lip tease. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Wow. There's depth. There's beauty, and there's so much pleasure. This has been pretty cool, hasn't it? It has. And it just gets better and better. I love Friday mornings. I love. <laughs> You know, well, we have so much fun and we do so many amazing things. And again, just the gratitude to Gareth and Rena and Cliff Central for this platform of what we share and the fact that it goes around the world and we get these messages and emails from people around the world listening to this. It blows my mind and fuck, I love it. And fuck, I love all of you. And this is what I have to say today. This is CliffCentral.com.